0: You're listening to XOXO by the Knot, a podcast exploring love in real life. I'm Whitney Little, and on the show today, you'll meet Shereen and Matt. This is a story of college sweethearts who met on campus at Ohio University. Both were focused on international studies, which was what brought them together and has since inspired a life living around the globe. They hit it off during a study date at the library. Although they both admit they probably spent more time talking and getting to know each other than actually preparing for their exams. Early in their relationship, Shireen set off to study abroad in Austria. But as you'll learn in this episode, travel and distance never got in the way of their love. In fact, their shared love of travel and international growth only brought them closer. On the podcast today, you'll hear about all of their adventures, from living and working together in China... Planning a destination wedding at Lake Garda in northern Italy, a country they currently call home. No matter where life takes Serena and Matt, they always embrace the adventure and stand by each other's side. This is their story.
1: You can't really have a specific view on a wedding when it's abroad because you're not able to go there every second and to pick everything specifically. You just kind of have to trust the people that you hire and just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> but yeah. definitely wedding planners are important <laughs> when it comes to international weddings. I love surprises. I think that's something we like. We like the unknown, we like surprises. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was, it was just as fun as maybe the guests who
2: yeah. really
1: had no idea as well.
2: <laughs> we got to share that moment with our guests.
0: Welcome to the show, Shereen and Matt.
2: Hi, thanks for having us. Yes,
0: thank you for having us. Of course. Let's start with how you met. Tell us the story.
1: Yeah. So actually, we were in our sophomore year of college, and my roommate, Alyssa, she had been talking to Matt a little bit because they had some similar classes together, like Italian Mm -hmm. and Econ. One day, she actually mentioned Matt to me and told me how he was a cool guy and maybe possibly that we should meet at some point. At the time though, I wasn't really thinking about a boyfriend since I was studying abroad in a couple of weeks and just kind of wanted to focus on my studies and everything. But we decided to go to the library. And when we got to the library, he was there meeting with Alyssa and we sat across from each other. And during that time, we actually talked about everything Mm -hmm. we had a really strong connection and we started talking about our life goals and really intimate things
2: we wanted to do after college but actually before you were in my international politics class Mm -hmm. I I noticed you beforehand because you would always come in late and (laughs) I always thought you know it was very funny very very cute Uh, (laughs) so I was was very excited to talk to you in the library that day Mm -hmm. yeah we just we just hit it off Pretty much right away.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to be studying, but all we did was just talk the whole time.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shereen, do you think your roommate meant to set you two up? I think she did a little bit. She knew that we had a lot in common
1: and we had kind of a similar personality and a vibe to us. And she knew that I loved languages and culture and she definitely mentioned him to me. So I think... Deep down, she was trying to set us up. (laughs) She actually tells me that the reason we met is because of her, actually. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's good to take credit for that relationship. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) She reminds me of us sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. She's
0: very proud. You two met studying in college and stuff. I know you were planning a trip, Shireen, to study abroad. What was in the back of your mind as far as approaching this as a relationship? How quickly did you realize this was something you wanted to continue on after leaving the country?
1: I wasn't thinking about a relationship, but when we met and we started talking to each other, I really liked him and we had that really strong connection. And I knew that I wanted to be with him even when I was going to go study abroad. Matt actually is the one who really formally asked me.
2: Basically at that time I was working at the dining hall. On campus and you came to visit me one of the days after the library and I invited you over after work and I prepared some songs I was going to play on guitar for you so you came over I played those songs and I basically went very old school and basically told you you know how how I felt and how I knew you were leaving for for Austria in a few weeks but I wanted to continue a relationship and basically ask you to be my girlfriend <laughs> more or less mm-hmm. you know i think us sharing so much in common and wanting to travel so much kind of drew us together for me personally you know growing up being born in brazil i moved when i was very young to toronto we lived in toronto for a few years and then we moved to france for another few years before settling down in, in ohio so having that shared connection was very Very important for us, and I knew I wanted to to continue getting to know this person, even though, you know, she was leaving for a while.
1: Yeah, and for me, growing up, my family would travel a lot because we have family in Europe and also in Iran and different parts of the U.S., so travel was also a big part of my life, and we would go to France a lot to visit my dad's sister, and we would go to Prague to visit my dad's brother as well. So I definitely knew that I wanted this type of relationship where someone wanted to travel together and also who valued cultures and their own family heritage, maybe being different than mine.
0: So when you took off to Austria, what was the, what were those days like being apart and still having a very new and vulnerable relationship? Well.
1: It is kind of hard to communicate when you are across the world, but luckily we had Skype. So we would Skype every single day, almost like an hour or so a day. I would go into a little cafe about 15 minutes from the apartment I was staying in, and I would use their Wi-Fi because I didn't want to (laughs) disrupt my roommate at the time. And yeah, we would talk every single day and it was pretty crazy because we were getting to know each other through Skype. Since we only had about two weeks of being together in person, we had to really get to know each other through Skype. I think that really helped with the relationship because you had to talk to each other. You had to talk about your day and your interests, and also Matt would.
2: I play songs <laughs> and send you poems uh, when you were gone.
1: Romance me. <laughs>
2: yeah, spoon you through Skype. Yes. Yeah. Before you left, it was still very turbulent because I met your parents, I think, the day after we we both became official. So mm-hmm. it went, you know, pretty fast, but it never felt uncomfortable in any way.
0: Mm-hmm. For just, sure.
2: It was all very natural. I was very excited for you to get back
0: mm-hmm. from Austria. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely.
0: What was life like when she returned and... How long were you able to live in the same place before going long distance again?
2: We were together for maybe two months after you got back in the summer and then you decided to go to France. And then I went to Spain for for an internship. So we really only together for two or three months.
0: And what did you learn about each other during those two months to really solidify the relationship and also kinda, you know, keep things going as you were apart?
2: Not much change, honestly. We talked every day, and you know, we shared interests. I played songs for you more so when you got back. The relationship, you know, still continued as it was.
0: And Shereen, what was that adjustment like for you coming back to the States and having those a short amount of time in two months to really get to know Matt?
1: I was really excited. I mean, when I came back, I was just excited to finally be with him in person. And, you know, we spent pretty much every day together. We spent a lot of time together. And he ended up becoming my best friend. Since we really got to know each other through Skype and everything, we continued that kind of best friend relationship and also like the lover, you know, being together, but he really became my best friend and we did a lot of things together and we were able to share a lot of joys and really just have a lot of fun together.
2: You're very inseparable during that time.
0: Well, I would be, too, if I knew I was about to leave again. I'm sure I would make the most of every single moment. So the two of you are now in Europe, or at the time, you know, Spain and France. How often were you two able to see each other?
1: While we were both sitting abroad, we saw each other maybe once a month. We went on a couple trips together. When I first went to France, I actually... First went to meet up with Matt in Spain, in Madrid, and we spent a week together exploring this new city that Matt was working in or doing his internship in, and we had a lot of fun there. It was my first time in Spain as well, but yeah, and then when I was in France, we met up a couple times. We went to Bordeaux, Mm
2: -hmm. we
1: went to Paris, and just kind of weekend trips. It's really easy to travel within Europe, so we definitely took advantage of that.
0: So you return from studying abroad in Europe. And what are your next steps? What's next on the horizon for the two of you?
1: So when we came back, it was our senior year of college. So we just continued, you know, being best friends, being in a relationship Mm -hmm. and enjoying the last year of school. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we knew in our senior year that we wanted to move abroad. We talked about it together. We talked about maybe going to Asia. Since we studied a lot on Europe and we traveled a lot in Europe, but we really hadn't seen Asia yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we knew that we wanted to go somewhere within Asia. And China actually kind of fell into our hands. I met a guy that asked me if I wanted to work at his software company in China. And I was really surprised and really happy. And I actually told him that my boyfriend also wanted to go. And we both. Did job interviews with the same company. We both actually got the job, and we ended up working at the same company and also working on the same
0: team. <laughs> I want to set the stage for this because it's really intense. in in my own mind, if my husband and I worked together, we would not succeed as a couple or coworkers or anything. I think we would drive each other crazy. So the two of you are living together working together and you're also a little isolated because you're in a foreign country and you really don't know anyone else, I'm assuming. So the two of you are just 24-7 all in. So if there's a problem with the relationship, I feel like that's going to come to a head really quickly. What was that like for the two of you?
2: I think being in a place like China, which is in itself very isolating place, we kind of had to rely on each other to make it through language barriers and cultural barriers, you know living somewhere where we didn't know the language you know neither of us studied Mandarin before moving to China and being somewhere where you can you know easily feel hopeless. I think it it definitely strengthened our bond in that sense, where we had to rely on each other that much more to to make it through the the difficulties of living you know halfway across the world from where we grew up. In terms of working together we got to experience our day-to-day struggles together and we had a deeper understanding of what each of us was going through.
1: So actually working together made it so we could build a relationship even stronger because this was our first job after college and I think anyone when they start their career there are some hardships and also some triumphs and just learning how to be you know, a worker now. And we could rely on each other and we could help each, help each other with that. So that was really nice. But in China, there are some internet restrictions, especially with social media. So we really <laughs> were disconnected from our family a lot of times and our friends. And we really just had to talk to each other and we were really present with each other. Because we weren't always on our phones and when we were outside of somewhere with Wi-Fi, we didn't have internet at all. So we just had to rely on each other 100%. We couldn't even really use a translator, like the translator app or Google Translate or anything. We just really relied on each other.
0: That is a situation that I would not thrive in. <laughs> but I mean, that's incredible. I think there's, I think it's really important for couples to know how much time is too much time to spend together and like when to kind of go to their separate corners, the two of you don't seem to have that boundary at all. Yeah, actually, I prefer
1: spending time with Matt. Sure, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we do. Yeah, we do have some differences with our sleep schedule. I think that might help. I'm a night owl. I like to stay up late. I thrive at night. I study better at night. I love nighttime. While well, Matt. He is definitely not a night owl.
2: I wake up very early.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and he wakes up very early. So we both kind of have our alone time at night and in the morning. I like to sleep in when I can, unless I'm working. But on the weekend or if there's a holiday, I try to sleep in as much as possible. (laughs) But even when we're working, Matt gets up a couple hours before work and has his own time. And I have my own time at night. That helps a little bit. But besides when we're about to sleep or when we're waking up, we are together a lot. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, sharing a lot of the same interests, you know, definitely helps a lot as well. I mean, I think everyone should have, you know, their own private time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you both are very lucky, right? To have found each other and have found someone that you can travel with because that's living together and traveling together to me are the two deal breakers and you two knocked that out right away. So it seems like it was smooth sailing for the most part. After China... Where did you guys want to go? And what were your next steps relationship-wise? We
1: knew when we were going to leave China that we wanted to move to the U.S. for a couple of years. Since we were away from our family and our friends, we wanted to reconnect a little bit. And since the you know internet wasn't as fast and we didn't have social media and everything, we wanted to really connect with our family. So we moved to Columbus, Ohio, which is between where our parents live. We wanted to be fair so we could go to both parents' houses, maybe on the weekend or, you know, during holidays and everything. So we decided to move there.
2: We knew we wanted to get married, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So we moved back to Columbus with the plan that we wanted to get married.
0: And were the two of you having open conversations about that? Or, Matt, was it something you were kind of planning in the back of your mind and wanted to propose, but it was more of a surprise situation?
2: We definitely talked about it. Pretty regularly, honestly. (laughs) There wasn't too much of a surprise other than, you know, when I was going to to propose. (laughs) Right. I mean,
1: we knew we wanted to come back to the U.S. before getting engaged, just so our families can be a part of it. And it's a little hard picking out a ring in China because the sizes are a little different. And I have been looking at rings for a couple years at that point (laughs) on the Internet, and I thought it would be easier to do that in the U.S. and just so our families could be part of it.
0: So what was the ring shopping process like? And Matt, how did you plan out the proposal?
1: So for the rings, I knew that I wanted to pick out my own ring. So I was looking at some different websites and some different jewelers, and I picked out a couple rings, and I let Matt pick the final ring just -hmm. to have a little element of surprise. (laughs) But yeah, we, we both actually wanted to pick out our own rings Matt also picked out his own ring, just because we're going to have those rings forever, right? And we want to make sure
2: that we really love them <laughs> exactly. for sure. In terms of when I was planning for the proposal, it was very much not impromptu, but I made the decision because we were going to my parents' house in the summer, and it was I think a few weeks after we got the rings, so. Shireen was, you know, a little antsy to finally receive it. So we went to my parents' house up in Akron, and they live close to a uh, national park. And we decided to go there for for a stroll. And Shireen and I went into the woods, basically, through the path. And we decided to take a little detour. I had the ring with me at that time. I knew I wanted to do it at that park, which was very lovely. I basically saw a colony of chipmunks on this hill and I thought it'd be cool to go up there and look at them. So I basically took Shireen through the, the branches
0: and the trees
2: <laughs> into this grove of chipmunks. And at that time, you know, I knew I was going to propose to her then.
0: The chipmunks are a factor that I had not considered for a potential proposal, but now that's like number one on my list. <laughs>
1: I love the chipmunks
0: because it
1: wasn't our first time being there. And we saw the chipmunks before and they're just so cute. <laughs>
2: There's
1: literally like 50 or 60 of them running around. It's crazy.
0: That's incredible. <laughs> Shereen, did For you sure. know it was coming?
1: I had an idea. I knew the rings were at our house because we booked them together and it was through my email. <laughs> And so I knew it was coming. And when we went to the park, we were with Matt's parents. And usually when we go to the park, we all walk together. And that day though, he told his parents that he wanted to walk with me alone. And I thought, hmm, this might be coming. <laughs> and then while we were walking, I could tell that he was looking around, trying to find a spot. And there were a lot of people walking around since we went up the hill. I had an idea, okay, he's looking for somewhere private. And I, I had an idea. I was kind of nervous, which is strange yeah. because...
2: Me too. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> we've been talking about it for a while. And we've been together at that point for six years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just the whole proposal process is kind of stressful. There's a lot of expectations with it. But I was very excited. I just kind of wanted to get the ball rolling yeah. and start wedding planning and everything. Because we were talking about it for some time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I was I was nervous because... I feel like proposing in general is, is nerve-wracking, even though, like, I knew you were going to say yes. And even if you're sure of yourself, that's going to be okay. Proposing to someone that, you know, you want to spend your life with that person can be a daunting task. But persevere through it, and it was great.
0: When it came to wedding planning, Shereen, you mentioned you were really excited to just start that process. What were kind of the... Big things the two of you had in mind as far as vision. What did you know you wanted to have? And what were the surprises that came along the way? Yeah, so we both knew that we wanted a destination wedding. Uh, since travel
1: is a big part of our lives, we wanted to go somewhere different and for our families also to experience the love of travel. And with a destination wedding, people get to experience a new place, maybe kind of go on a vacation. and We definitely wanted that in our relationship. Since we wanted Destination Wedding, we definitely had to have a wedding planner. So the wedding planner had to be in the country that we were doing the wedding in. Mm -hmm. So we picked an Italian one. Mm -hmm. And our expectations for the wedding, I mean, we really didn't have a lot of expectations. We just knew we wanted to be abroad. You can't really have a specific view on a wedding when it's abroad because you're not able to go there every second and to pick everything specifically.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You just kind of have to trust the people that you hire and just kind of go with the flow. (laughs) But definitely wedding planners are important.
0: (laughs) Whenever you booked your wedding planner, what were the things she helped with the most? And what were you two able to actually weigh in on from a vision perspective?
1: I think the number one thing was the location. Yeah. We knew we wanted one in Italy, but we weren't really sure about the location at
2: all. She gave us a few options. We looked at everything through pictures, uh, but we basically narrowed it down to two locations, um, which was in Siena, in Tuscany and Lake Garda, just in the north of Italy. I wanted to get married by the lake, and based on the pictures that we saw, it looked, you know very beautiful. But the weather the, the wedding planner definitely helped with the at least in my case, the legal aspects mm-hmm. because for me as a as an Italian passport holder, I had to go through some bureaucratic steps, such as, you know, declaring my my intent to marry to the municipality in the city we're trying to get married in. So the wedding planner helped a lot when it came to at least the the bureaucratic side of things Mm -hmm. for us.
1: When it came to things like flowers or the food, we couldn't, like I said, pick things specifically. So we made a Pinterest board and told her our vision. And I told her how I wanted lavender incorporated into that. So she, you know, just kind of looked at what we wanted and contacted different florists. And they pretty much made the decision on what the flowers would look like. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty
0: interesting. So this planner is helping you guys find a venue, find your local vendors. All of this is sight unseen for the two of you, right? Yeah, Correct.
2: Definitely. We, we never visited this place before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that gives me so much anxiety. I mean, that's such a big part of the wedding planning process. You go visit these venues, you see everything in person. Was there anything you actually did see in person or was everything a surprise whenever you showed up?
1: In person? Not necessarily. I think literally
2: everything
1: was surprise. Yeah, I mean, for our wedding cake, we knew we wanted a specific type of wedding cake. Uh, it was a traditional Italian wedding cake. And I just saw a picture of it, and I sent it to our wedding planner. And she made sure that the restaurant where we had a reception was going to make it. So we knew about it, but we never tried it. We never actually saw it in person. <laughs> but it was more beautiful than I would have even imagined. I mean, everything mm-hmm. turned out just beautiful. I love surprises. I think that's something we like. We like the unknown. We like surprises. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was, it was just as fun as maybe the guests who yeah. really had no idea as well.
2: We, we got to <laughs> share that moment with our guests of being in awe of the place when mm-hmm. we all arrived For together. sure.
1: I mean, in terms of our food, they gave us different options and We were able to kind of pick a menu and everything, but we never tried it before. Italian food in Italy is a little different than the Italian food in the U.S., so we weren't 100% sure (laughs) what it was going to be like.
0: When you two arrived on the ground and actually saw all this brought to life, what were your reactions?
1: Well, when we first got there, I was amazed. I had expectations, but I wasn't sure exactly what to expect because when you see things in pictures, it's different than when you're actually there. I just remember stepping out of the shuttle bus that we had and just looking at the town and thinking, wow, this place is magical because we had the lake on one side and then we had the mountains on the other side. And it was just like a fairy tale. I feel like it's a very hidden place. Not a lot of people know about this location, Malchese. But it's definitely a gem and everyone should go there.
0: <laughs> Had your guests traveled to Italy before? Were a lot of them big travelers or was this kind of a new experience for them too? A
1: couple of my friends never went abroad ever. So this was their first time abroad. Yeah. So it was definitely kind of a shock for some of them, but in a really nice way. Some of my friends told me this really opened up their life and really opened up their mind to traveling more. And that was kind of half of the point of having a wedding abroad, is kind of to have the joy of travel for everyone.
2: Yeah, even my family from, from Brazil that came, I don't think any of them ever went to Italy before, so it's not a bad place to, <laughs> to visit for your first time. But just the, the conglomeration of, you know, a wedding was about 45 people. And we had people from all over, from, from Sweden, to Spain, Brazil, the U.S.
1: We had from
2: China. Our friends from China came, which was very yeah. special. So. France, a
1: lot of different places.
2: <laughs> yeah, having, you know, such a mix of different types of people in one place that have never met before and seeing them having a, a good time, which just really, really special. It was very special.
0: I can't imagine not having a good time in this location. It sounds incredible. <laughs> so with getting married in Italy, there are a few different rules versus getting married in America. Can you walk me through the exact process?
2: So if you want to get married in Italy, it doesn't matter the the town or the place that you get married. In a few days before the wedding, you have to go to the basically the city hall of the town and declare to the mayor that you're going to get married in the town or city. And the mayor will basically write, a declaration that you and your spouse will get married in this town and post it outside of their, of their door and leave it there for four days. If no one goes up to the mayor and objects of your matrimony, then you get the all clear to get married, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of a funny process. <laughs> in the States, there's, not, there's no such thing. But for our wedding process, you know, At least here, you can get married in a church or have a civil wedding. We decided to get a civil wedding, and when you get a civil wedding, you basically get married in the town hall where a representative from the city comes and weds you. In our situation, the place to get married in this town was the, the castle that was by the lake. So we got wed by the mayor of the town with an Italian translator, and we didn't have any bridesmaids or anything like that. We just had two witnesses, which in this case was my sister and Shereen's brother. Mm So it's a little bit different, Mm a little bit different, but uh, the wedding planner definitely helped smooth that that process for sure.
0: A castle is not what I envision when I think of a city hall wedding. That sounds like a (laughs) major upgrade. It sounds incredible. So you get married at city hall and then do you have another ceremony or do you go straight into your reception?
1: Well, for the marriage, the actual ceremony is the city hall is the marriage part. So, you know, the normal wedding that people have, but it was an Italian style. And then after the wedding, we had a cocktail hour and during the cocktail hour, Matt and I were taking pictures around the city. Um... In a little tut tut. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Well, before the wedding, you and your your dad got in a tut tut and drove around the town. The town's really small, and basically the shopkeepers and people who live there came out and clapped and said hello. Yeah, to you and your dad.
1: That's true. It was really magical. Probably one of the best parts of the wedding for me, yeah. and because it was special to experience that with my dad. Um, I've never seen him smile so much. And it was really funny because, I don't know, it was like we were celebrities.
2: <laughs> Everyone was like, bravo, bravo. Okay. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. and after the, the wedding, you know, me and you got in the pet set we and drove around and then class and That's the congratulations. That's true. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And then the reception was held in the restaurant because the castle like on a cliff, but the bottom of a cliff, like a, a beach, and that's where the the restaurant was. And mm-hmm. so we had the reception
1: there. Yeah, so it's kind of a half indoor, half outdoor kind of place. Um, but yeah, we had the reception indoor, but then we had some drinks outdoor before that.
2: And then we had the the dinner, which was a full Italian experience. So you had an antipasto, which is like the the appetizer to basically get got a plate of like smoked fish with some olives or you got like a cheese and a cold cut plate for the appetizer for each person and then you get a first plate or first course which is the the pasta so uh, we had a few different pastas to choose from and then you had a main course which is the the meat so you got either fish or beef mm-hmm. and then the cake so by the time the cake rolled around a lot of people were very, very full. Cool.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of dishes. I think like five in total. Yeah. It was a lot of food because at first, everyone was just eating as much as possible. And then by the main course, you've already had like four dishes. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so
1: it was, it was delicious. It was okay. very good. Um, but yeah, it was our first time trying these
0: things too.
2: <laughs> yeah, we didn't try any of our <laughs> dishes beforehand.
0: Yeah, and lots of Italian wine. So mm-hmm. that was fun.
2: Okay.
0: You have to have the Italian wine. Oh,
1: definitely,
0: definitely. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of elements from the Italian culture that were weaved in. Was there anything you wanted to incorporate from your American culture or Iranian or Brazilian? I mean, there's so many different countries you've experienced as a couple. What was important for you to pull into your wedding celebration?
1: We didn't incorporate a lot of our own heritages traditions. I kind of wish we would have a little bit more since we had a lot of people from Brazil and I, you know, a lot of the family that were there for me were Iranian. We could have done that a little better, but we stuck to a lot of Italian traditions. Well, no, we, we didn't even really have the kiss the bride kind of moment. We kissed throughout the ceremony probably like four times.
2: <laughs> Literally,
1: <laughs> like after each person gave their vows, we kissed. In the middle of the ceremony, she actually said, you guys are now, like, husband and wife. And we were kind of confused, like, okay. And so we kissed. And that was only halfway through the ceremony. (laughs) So since we didn't have a rehearsal, um, we kind of didn't get to prepare. So it was the first time we heard everything. But yeah, a little sloppy, but it was really fun. We laughed a lot. Yeah. There was was, a lot of laughing.
2: I don't know. (laughs) It was not, like, super serious structure <laughs> you know like she would read off the declaration and after we put on our rings, me and you kissed right. impromptu and that was funny and mm-hmm. then they asked me if I wanted to say the, the vows I think we kissed before the vows and then we kissed after the vows <laughs>
1: Love I remember yeah I remember the first kiss we had Everyone clapped like, yeah, like it was like, over <laughs> and it wasn't over. I guess one tradition we had is we had a flower girl. Mm-hmm. My niece was our flower girl. I guess that is. I don't think they have that in Italian weddings. So that was something that we wanted to have for sure. It was kind of crazy because since, <laughs> since there was no rehearsal, I didn't even think about waiting until she walked down the aisle. So she was walking with my brother and sister-in-law down the aisle, and I literally just rushed in after her. I didn't wait. I was just so excited. I ran in. (laughs) like, Hey, I'm here. (laughs) Yes, and I remember looking at the wedding video, you know, a couple months later, and thinking, oh, wait, I think I was supposed to wait until she was down the aisle before I went, but no one was telling me when to go. I just Mm kind of went for it, so it was was pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but We didn't really have a traditional rehearsal dinner or, like we said, bridesmaids or groomsmen. I just didn't want to make anyone come. I felt like if I told someone, oh, you're my bridesmaid, they felt they had to go to the wedding. And since it was abroad, it can be a little expensive for people to travel there. So I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that if they could come, they could. And if they couldn't, then that's okay. No hard feelings. So we didn't really have a lot of the traditional American elements.
0: I love the way you two got married because I feel like so many times people are super stiff on their wedding day cuz they're you know following the procedure and like I remember when I was exchanging vows with my husband I wanted to kiss him 800 times. We were like so ready to like for him to do the kiss the bride moment and yeah, I mean you just want to barge in. You don't want to be like waiting in the back. I love that you were authentically living in those moments. And I think the other thing is just, to your point, this lack of control when you're planning a wedding abroad. You don't get to micromanage everything or see every little detail, but that's not for every couple, but I think it's really great because it's about the bigger picture for the two of you. It's about you know, actually getting married and starting a life together and all those other details can sort themselves out. But I love your perspective on wedding planning in the actual day. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. That's, you know,
1: definitely what we had. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. (laughs) For
0: sure. I want to talk about life after the wedding. Were there gifts from your wedding that you've carried with you throughout your life and your travels? Because I know you guys are all over the place.
1: We didn't have a lot on our registry because we knew that we wanted to move, but there were some items that we thought were really special. For example, we had a dish set. We picked out these dishes from Japan, and they were really pretty, and we knew that we wanted to carry those dishes with us wherever we went. Some of the things for me that were really beautiful was since my family came from Iran, some of the family members from Iran couldn't come, but some did. And they brought some different jewelries and some really special items from my grandma that I got. And I keep those with me. You know, I wear them every single day. And I also got some bracelets and earrings from my mom that were given to her from my dad's mom. And it's kind of an heirloom item. And that was something that was very special.
2: Also, the. The mayor of the town gave us like a commemorative wedding place with our name on there uh, during our ceremony, so that was very special. It's still here with us in, in Italy, so. so a token of our wedding from the, from the city before we got married.
0: Right. Well, so Matt, you mentioned you're in Italy now. Where have you been since getting married in Italy and then actually settling down in Italy?
2: Currently, we're, we're living in Milan. Yeah, after the wedding, we looked into doing our master's programs. I was able to, to be accepted into a master's here in the University of Milan for international relations. So we were looking into go, moving to Europe after our wedding. Uh, we knew we wanted to take that next step and try something new. And by sheer luck or faith, we ended up back in in Milan. So it's been a great experience so
0: far. And Shireen, were you really wanting to come back to Italy after the wedding or was there somewhere else you wanted to go?
1: Well, we mentioned coming to Italy just because Matt has his passport and it kind of makes things a little bit easier when you're moving to another country. Um, And we just knew we wanted to come to Europe. And we were trying to find a way to get to Europe because we didn't want to just Moved for no reason Mm -hmm. Um, because you know our parents are a little sad (laughs) that we left and everything so we wanted to kind of have more of a reason for moving so Matt getting his master's degree in Milan kind of gave us that final push to move but you know Italy is really beautiful so why not move to Italy (laughs) it's definitely different from China Um, China was very beautiful and we had really great experiences there so it's good to come to a different type of country, a different lifestyle, culture, and, you know, learn a different language and just
2: experience something different.
0: Yeah. How does your experience in Italy differ from the two of you living in China?
2: I think for when we went to China, we didn't speak, as I mentioned, we didn't speak Mandarin beforehand. So everything that we had to to do, basically, we needed a a translator or a friend to to help us, or coworker, or coworker, yeah, to help us do things here in Italy. Since I speak Italian more or less, <laughs> I kind of, well, both of us have to to it's much more by ourselves. Like when we first moved here, we didn't have any housing or jobs or anything yet, um, so we basically had to build our lives from the ground up when we first moved here, which was very stressful. But it definitely made us stronger and be able to handle difficult situations in the future. For sure, especially you know because since I speak Italian, I take care of a lot of the bureaucratic side of things. Mm -hmm. You
1: know,
2: it's it's a different experience in China.
1: Yeah, it's definitely um, different for me because I'm used to doing like half the talking, or I don't know when you're in the U.S. You don't have to think about oh, who can speak to this person or you know, who should handle this situation, because we can both communicate with whoever we're talking to. So it's definitely been frustrating sometimes for me, because sometimes I want to talk to people and I can't. You know, my time is getting better and better. But Matt has been learning Italian, you know, since college, because at least in China, we both didn't know how to speak the language. So we can kind of laugh about it and struggle together mm-hmm. um, and hand signs, yeah hand signs mm-hmm. you use lots of hand signs but here you know it's i don't know i have to rely on matt a lot more which is good and bad
0: well you two have been together for how many years now
1: nine yeah yep. nine years <laughs> nine years
0: you've traveled the entire world together i feel like the two of you have such a great perspective on relationships what is your best relationship and marriage advice
2: I would say finding something that both of you are very passionate about.
1: And for me, I think being able to communicate with each other and being really open is really important because sometimes when you go through stressful times, you need to be able to communicate with each other and really be able to express what you're feeling. For our experiences, we you know really had to rely on each other and we only really had each other and we really relied on each other and communicated with each other really honestly. And I think that's really important because then there's no secrets and you can really just tell each other how you feel. So, really, communication is important.
0: That's great advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have an amazing story. And I, like I said, I love your attitude and approach to life and relationships and weddings and marriage and all of that good stuff. You guys have been really great to chat with, and I can't wait to see where you end up next. Hopefully travel and crash with you (laughs) too. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you
2: soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
0: XOXO is a podcast produced by The Knot. The nation's leading wedding planning app, offering a seamless all-in-one planning experience from finding inspiration and local vendors to creating your registry and managing all of your guest experiences like digital RSVPs and photo sharing. The Knot was founded on the mission of helping every couple plan their wedding, regardless of their style, budget, location, culture, or who they choose to marry. For more than 20 years, The Knot has helped empower 25 million couples and counting to plan their perfect celebration. If you're planning a wedding, be sure to download The Knot Wedding Planner app, available for all mobile devices. Now, a word from our listeners.
2: Hi, I'm Emily, and I wanted to share a quick piece of advice that my parents gave me who've been together 26 years now. They told me to always be true to yourself because when you're with a significant other, who you try to be might actually become the person you end up being. So it's super important to not
0: forget to let
2: yourself shine
0: through. Sam and Jessica from San Antonio shared this tip for making love last. Make each other a priority. We've been married for 12 years and in a world filled with so many distractions, from phone notifications and streaming services to soccer games and breaking news, make sure you always make your partner feel like the priority in your life. Spend time together with phones away or turned off completely. Always respond to your partner's texts or phone calls, even when you're in the middle of something else. Your spouse is always more important than your schedule. Thanks for tuning in to XOXO by The Knot. If you have a comment about our show, Tips for making your own traditions or marriage advice you want to share on air, email us at xoxo at the Connect with us on social. You can search for our handle at thenot and on the web at thenot.com. We'll be back next week, so be sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks to our producer Lauren Nolan with assistance from Emily Berman. This podcast was recorded in New York City at the Hangar Studios. See you next week.